I got a few minutes left. I want to tell you a couple of things real quick. I'm not going to preach this whole message, but I want to, I want to talk to you. In 1 Samuel chapter 1, the Lord knew what he, what he was doing this morning. We've been, we've been in a series with you over the last couple of weeks on more than words. We've been talking about different things. This morning, I was going to be dealing with next level prayer. Next level prayer. Everybody say next level. You know, we can pray, but then there's that other kind of prayer. There's a next level prayer. I'm not sure, Sister Dad, how many levels that is. If you understand what I'm trying, if you've been in church long enough, I hope you understand my, my wording. Because there are some next level kind of prayers that you can get to that'll blow your mind. In 1 Samuel chapter 1, there's a story of a lady by the name of Hannah. I want to start, David, if you don't mind, let's back up to verse number 8. I think I had down 9, but let's, let's back up to 8. Here's a vow that Hannah made to the Lord. Then Elkaniah, her husband, said to her, Hannah, why do you weep? Why do you not eat? And why is your heart grieved? Am I not better to you than ten sons? This is a woman that wanted a son. She was barren. She prayed, I want a son. Hannah rose after they had finished eating and drinking in Shiloh, and Eli the priest was sitting on the seat by the doorpost of the tabernacle of the Lord. And she was in a bitterness of soul and prayed to the Lord and wept in anguish. And verse 11 said, she made a vow and said, O Lord of hosts, if you will indeed look on the affliction of your maidservant and remember me, and not forget your maidservant, but will give your maidservant a male child, then I will give him to the Lord. All the days of his life, no razor shall come upon his head. It happened as she continued praying before the Lord that Eli watched her mouth. Hannah spoke in her heart. In other words, she was moving her mouth, but she wasn't, he wasn't hearing an audible voice. She just was, 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 was praying, but moving her mouth. Spoke in her heart, only her lips moved, but her voice was not heard. Therefore, Eli thought she was drunk. Eli said to her, how long will you be drunk? Put your wine away from you. But Hannah answered and said, no, my Lord, I am a woman of sorrowful spirit. I've not drunk neither wine or intoxicating drink, but I've poured out my soul before the Lord. Do not consider your maidservant a wicked woman, and for out of the abundance of my complaint and grief I have spoken until now. Then Eli answered and said, Go in peace, the God of Israel, grant your petition which you've asked of him. And she said, Let your maidservant find favor in your sight. So the women went her way and ate, and her face was no longer sad. Then they rose early in the morning, and they worshipped before the Lord. Returned and came to their house at Ramah, and Elkaniah knew Hannah his wife, and the Lord remembered her came to pass in the process that of time that Hannah conceived and bore his son and called his name Samuel, saying, because I have asked from him, for him from the Lord. Now there's a lot, of, a lot of places we could go right here. And as I was reading that scripture, I was taken back by a story that I've heard dad tell many, many times, and you have too about my uncle C.J., who is still alive today, who is a minister of the gospel that pastored a church for many, many years, that when he was just a little bitty baby, 
crawling on the back porch or somewhere around the house that he picked up a pecan hull that somebody had threw on the floor and put it in his mouth and it lodged in his windpipe. They said that I wasn't there, but they said he turned all shades of blue, lost his life, basically all of his teeth came out of his mouth because of no oxygen. Back then, you couldn't just go to the doctor like we, we can today. But, but I remember Dad saying many times that my grandmother, who was a godly woman, picked up this little child, went out on the back porch and held him up between heaven and earth and began to pray. Sister Pat, this is the words that she said, Father, you've given me this little flower to hold on to. You've given me this son that we can enjoy. And now, Lord, it looks like if you don't intervene, he may be taken from me. But if that's your will, then I want to thank you for the time we've had with him. That's a tough prayer to pray. But, Lord, if it's your will, then give him back to me. And I promise you, Lord, that if you do, I'll give him back to you. Long story short, after many, many months, weeks, my Uncle CJ did live. He's a healthy guy. A very healthy guy. If you understand what I mean. When I was a kid growing up, Brother Keith, we used to go deer hunting and he would be the dog. We used to use a bunch of dogs to run deer, but back in South Mississippi, he was the dog. This guy, who was a heavy set guy, could walk faster than I could walk as a kid. Walk through them woods, and he would holler, and he would sound just like a dog jumping up deer. The Lord called him to preach, and for many years, he preached the word. He was a praying guy. Hannah was barren. Well, you may not remember about that story. Elkaniah had another wife that had kids. And this other wife began to poke fun at Hannah, to abuse her some and to laugh at her and scorn her because she was barren. And Hannah began to pray, weep before the Lord, asking the Lord, would you give me a child? that I too could have joy. She prayed that prayer, Brother Adam, Lord, if you remember me, and if you remember my prayer, I'll give this child back to you. Now you know the story. Samuel began, was one of the greatest prophets of Israel of that day. As a matter of fact, Samuel as a young boy was, went to the temple. He was working there in the temple. One night he heard his name. He got up. He went to the priest of that day and asked, did you call me? And I didn't call you. Went back to sleep. Second time, Sister Carol, he heard his name again. Went back to his mentor, his priest. Said, I didn't call you. Go back to bed. But the guy says, next time, if you hear that same voice, you need to understand it's the Lord. Well, listen, I'll tell you something, church. Sometimes, as Sister Michelle was even speaking just a few minutes ago, we get so busy with our everyday things that we miss the voice of God speaking to us. Sometimes we get so busy with our everyday things and stuff that we feel is so important 
I've done it and you have too. That we don't listen and get our ear tuned in to his voice. Four weeks ago, actually five weeks ago, we started our connect group and we had many of you, about 20 of you was in our prayer group. I asked you that first week, and many of you will remember, that on Sunday mornings especially, that when we come to the house of the Lord, I want you to take a minute or two minutes or three and come down here to this front and I want you to begin praying. I don't know if you, that was not part of that class, have noticed, but things begin to change. There's a, there's a been a shift in the atmosphere, spiritual atmosphere of our church. There's been some chains that's been broken. There's been some things that's been said and done that was not normal. There's been some people that's been refreshed, if you will. There's been four of you today that you feel like that God has healed you and 18 that feels like God has either saved you or you've rededicated your heart to the Lord today. We see the shift, right? We understand that God is up to some things. We'll tell you, there's one thing I've come to find out that all serious prayer is born out of a need. What's your need today? Has your need been met? Because look, listen to, the, listen to this preacher, listen to your pastor today. Don't think that you can come and experience what you just experienced and go out and start living the way that you normally did. Don't do that. Don't, I beg you not to do that. God is changing some things in your life. Accept the change and follow that change. Walk that path. Walk that road. I promise you, if you'll do, your life would be a lot better. Amen. This mama, Hannah, when her son Samuel reached that age, she was reminded of her promise that she kept to the Lord. I'm not so sure if any mama's in the house. Matter of fact, I'm not so sure if any daddy's in the house would be as brave as this woman that would take her son back to the priest and to the temple and said, here, you take him. I'm giving him back to God. But that's exactly what we need to do in our flesh, in our, I mean in our spirit. We need to take our sons and we need to take our daughters. We need to give them to the Lord. We need to give them to the Lord. There's a lot of you spouses, husbands and wives, you need to give yourself to the Lord. And honor him. Honor him. Next level prayers are simply prayers for a bigger picture. There's something out there that I can't get with a normal prayer. There's a big picture out there. There's, there's something that God is wanting to show me and I've got to get down to some serious business with this next level prayer. You know the scripture where it says, Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. We need to be praying that kind of prayer. We're living in a desperate time. We're living in a culture that, that requires desperate people of God to pray desperate prayers and to ask God to continue to come. Many times we'll pray for a breakthrough thinking about us in mind. 
But let me ask you a question. Have you ever, have you ever prayed for a breakthrough thinking about God? What does He want concerning a breakthrough? What does God want you to do concerning a breakthrough? What does God want you to do? What does He want you to give up in order for you to get that breakthrough? What are some things that He wants to teach us in that breakthrough moment? Or are we just content to live, breathe, and die? I don't want to do that. I don't want to do that. When God moves, I want to be in the middle of it. When God desires to speak, I want my ears to be open to listen to what he has to say. I don't know why we keep trying to fool ourselves. We think we've got all the answers. We don't. We don't. Let me just help you. I'm your pastor, and can I tell you, I ain't got all the answers. Matter of fact, there's sometimes, Brother Joe, I feel like I don't even have an answer. And I wonder sometimes, God, are you here with me? Or are you just letting me float along here? But I know he's there. I know that he's there. Hannah kept on praying. Hannah kept on crying. Sometimes, according to the scripture, we sometimes even in our prayers, we don't even know the words to say. Matter of fact, there's a scripture in Romans chapter 8, verse 26, where it says, likewise, the Spirit helps our weaknesses. Boy, I'm thankful for that. It helps our weaknesses, for we do not know what we should pray as we ought, but the Spirit himself makes intercession. See, that's what we've been trying to get up to over these last four weeks in our prayer connect group, but yet we've really not got into the intercession part yet. We're trying to get up to that part. On the 21st, when we get ready to start back our prayer group, I hope some more of you will take it. We're going to get into intercession. What intercession really is. And I pray that you will join these connect group people to come and pray before service. But it says, the Spirit himself makes intercession for us with groanings which cannot be uttered with groanings that cannot be uttered. I'm not here to preach this whole message, but I want to bring some points out to you real quick. Scripture says in Matthew 11:25, it says, At that time Jesus says, I praise you, Father, Lord of heaven and earth, because you have hidden these things from the wise and learned and revealed them to little children. Yes, Father, for this is your good pleasure. All things have been committed to me by my Father. No one knows the Son except the Father. No one knows the Father except the Son and those to whom the Son chooses to reveal Him. This is, this is where some of you got help today. Come to me, all you who are weary, are burdened, are heavy laden, and I'll give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn of me, for I am gentle and humble of heart, You'll find rest for your souls, for my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Two things I want to leave with you. Our Father is strong enough to carry your sin. Thank God. He's strong enough to carry your sin. Here's another cool fact. He's willing, if you'll let him, to carry all of it. <laughs> to carry all of it. Jesus himself says, come unto me all who are weary. Come to me. Come to me. 
He may not take every problem or burden in this life from you. But since he took the burden of your sin, you and I can be very confident of this very thing that he is there to help you with every situation, every burden that you carry. He is there to give you rest. So go to him. Go to him. Trust in him. Don't carry your burden around by yourself anymore. It's not worth it. It's not worth it. There are times it takes next level prayer to happen in order so that you could release your burden upon him. Jamie, what you and I talked about just a few minutes ago, your situation, that's going to take a next level prayer, isn't it? It is. It's a next level kind of prayer, but God can do it. God can surround her. God can strengthen her. Those things that you was up here for just a few minutes ago, there's a lot of these situations It's going to take a next level kind of prayer. Don't go back and pray now I lay me down to sleep kind of prayers. Nothing wrong with it, but you've got to get down to some serious next level kind of prayer. Which means you may have to spend some time with the Lord. Which means you may have to get alone with God and shut everything and everybody else out from around you. For some of you, it means literally that you may have to find a closet somewhere and get in that prayer closet and begin to seek God, begin to pray unto the Lord, begin to pray and seek His name. My prayer is that God will break us out in revival in our hearts. We can't have revival in the church until we get revived. We gotta be revived. You've gotta be revived. And it's not going to happen by doing the same thing that you've been doing. Listen to me. It's not going to happen that way. You've got to step out. You've got to step out. But how many knows God can do it? God can do it. God can do it. Give him praise one more time in the house. <laughs> Hallelujah. Hallelujah. God bless you today. Thank you so much for being here today. I want you to leave today with the assurance and the fact that God has met us here in this place. God has met us in this place. And don't you allow the enemy to rob and steal from you what God has spoken to your heart and what God has done for you in this house today. Listen to me, you 18 that's rededicated and give your heart to the Lord and got saved, you go on. You leave this place knowing that today, that God's got me. God still loves me. God is still on my side. He is, what I've got is, I've got more in me than in, that, that, that's in the world today, amen. Greater is he, greater is he that's in, the, the, that's in me than he that is in the world, amen. Amen, let's stand all over this house. Turn to your neighbor and say, I love you, neighbor. Now turn to your other neighbor and say, I love you too. Now look up here at your pastor. Say, I love you, pastor. <laughs> now let's just look to the heaven and say, hey, I love the Lord Jesus Christ above all. Number one, amen. Give him praise as you leave this house today. Hallelujah.